0: Welcome, everybody, to the Seattle Sports Union Podcast. We are back once again, right after the Seahawks' NFL season has come to a conclusion. And I would like to sound chipper. I'd like to sound happy like the normal Abraham DeWeese that I am. But no, it's not a good week, and we have to take our lumps, and taking the lumps with me are the Soul Cal Seahawks, Rob English, Matthew Page, and your hosts tonight, Ryan, the soul man, Solak.
1: How are you guys doing tonight? How's your spirit? Are you In great moods or what? Let's hear it, go uh, team!
2: Well, uh, let me put it this way: baseball starts in what thirty days?
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have, s- have Sunday free. The good
3: news is, the, the good the good news is, you know it's... It's almost again. <laughs> almost. <laughs> <laughs> every
0: every every day we live is one more day closer to the Seahawks That's starting right. again.
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the best part about sports is there's always
1: next year. There you go. Yep. I always especially, like that thing, especially with Seattle sport. <clears throat> <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> we got a lot of lot to t- discuss tonight, so let's go ahead and get started. Our 12-4 and 4 Seahawks season officially ended last week on a season where Russell Wilson was sacked on the very first play of scrimmage in the first game of the season. That's how his season and the Seahawks season ended, by getting sacked. Um, what are your first thoughts on the game last week and our loss to the L.A. Rams? We'll start with SoCal Rob. Well,
3: you know, it was um... – you know, very, very frustrating. I feel like a broken record when it comes to these types of uh, conversations. Very frustrating, especially considering that how we appeared to handle the Rams. And I'll say handle very, you know, generously, but um, uh, handle the Rams just a couple weeks prior, you know, it, the, the, the the game to actually um, clinch us, uh, the division. You know, uh, it, it, it was... Um, it was uh it, it's it is strange you know we, we we played them so well two weeks prior and then and then just go out there and lay an egg against them in the playoffs when it really matters. Um, you, if you saw the podcast, you know I, I titled it you know twelve big wins and one big bust. I mean because like like what was it all for? What was it all for going twelve and four going through all the ups and downs of the season, all the all the uncertainties, all the trials, all of the you know this that and the other. And, then you, and you ultimately, you ultimately you walk out with 12 wins and it's like hey we're right in the thick of it. we are we I mean, all the all the other you know what aside we're right in the thick of it and then you go out there and just sink up the place at home in the playoffs against a team that you just beat um, really really hard to stomach.
1: That was a bad game. Can, here's a, my question: Is can Russell Wilson be blamed for that loss or a big part of it?
3: I think blame. There's there's enough blame to go around. There's there's a little bit of blame to go around for everyone. I mean, you know, it's it's a it's an, uh, it'll always be a never-ending conversation, right? About whose fault is it when your team doesn't play well? Is it bad calling? Bad takes uh, bad, bad play calling? Uh, you know, bad coaching? Or is it bad execution? Is it you know? Is it, w- w- which one is it? You know, and Russell's had his share of bad games this year, and Pete and and, uh, and Brian uh, have had you know Pete and Shotty had their their share of of poorly coached games this year um honestly i think we got out coached i think i think this game we really just got out planned um uh and you know for for this game and and um you know we, we just were a step behind the, the whole way through the process had a couple flashes but we just couldn't get out of it
1: i agree with the out coach 100 percent agree with that that was terrible um Let's let's go to Matthew Page because I don't want to hear Abraham thoughts because he'll be probably be Mister Negative Nancy. So Matthew Page. What? <laughs> so am I supposed to be real positive then? Yeah. Do your best. Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> we looked better than they did. I I, I I mean, their jerseys were really weird blue. <laughs> I, I don't understand that blue, and uh, we looked very fashionable. Um. <laughs> I'm trying to find the positives here for you.
1: <laughs> How about Chris Carson? He ran the ball well. I mean, there's one he good ran thing He pretty
2: well. I don't think we gave him enough carries. Uh, you know, and I, I, I think we, uh, you know, we, we rushed Carlos Hyde only four times as well. I think you needed to, you needed to split it a little more he needed to run a little more, but we kind of fell ourselves, we fell behind too fast and, we, we kind of gave up on the run a little too fast in my opinion and we weren't effective in the in the passing game and that just made the panic even more and yeah I, I totally agree about the you know, coaching thing they just they you know on one hand yes we beat them we 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 we, we, we quote handled them on unquote uh you know what not long ago what two weeks ago or whatever uh and I think that gave them the game plan to beat us I think that that was I think Yes, we beat them that time, but they sat there and they watched the tapes, and they went, "Okay, that's how we—that's that's where they beat us, so we're going to beat them doing this." Uh, it's one of those unfortunate times where you know winning a game and again beating them is is kind of a disadvantage. Maybe if we had played them so recently, we, we we might have had a little more success this time.
1: Okay, and Abraham, I guess we'll go to you. But here's here's my question, Abraham. You can add in your any other thoughts if you really have to, but. Was the Seahawks offense really that bad, or was the Rams defense really that good?
0: Oh, the Rams defense is really, really that good. But, really? you know, it was also an inept offense. It was an offense that's looking at the two best wide receivers that this team has ever seen. Not the best tandem duo stats of one season. We had that argument last week. But it's the best two most talented uh, wide receivers the Seahawks have ever had. It's the most talented quarterback the Seahawks have ever had. Most talented, you know, tight ends that we've ever had. Offensive line, man, but you know, it just uh, nobody blocks Aaron Donald. We knew that was coming. Nobody can throw on Jalen Ramsey. We know that. We know that they're top to bottom, great defense. And two weeks ago, like Matt said, we We're able to do something and pull out a win. What the heck happened here? Like it just baffles me. It baffles me, man. They didn't even have a quarterback. They played without a quarterback. They played with a talentless hack, and uh, then the other guy with a a broken thumb.
1: Yeah, the guy with nine (laughs) fingers. Yeah, good point. (laughs) Or I'm sorry, Matt, I
0: got that wrong, didn't I? They played backwards. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Matt hates golf, by the
2: way. Hate him. I'm sure he's a wonderful human being.
1: I I, I just don't think he's that great of a quarterback. If he would have went, if you would have went to Oregon, Matt would have loved him. But that's of course, topic actually, of that's an,
0: that's not true because Matt's talked a whole bunch of crap about Akili Smith. So I have to give him credit for that.
1: Um. <laughs> <laughs> you you bring up that offensive line, Abe. I mean, we we in the offseason, season we had we acquired like 16 different offensive linemen and. All these stats say our, our starting five are, are the best, and you know, I mean, they're not, t- you know, number one. But like Matt, uh, who's Damian Lewis, is like the thirteenth best right guard or whatever. Blah blah blah, and Ethan Posick or however you say his name is one of the top twelve centers in the league. I know we're, I know you're not a stat guy, but. I mean, why why does our offensive line suck so bad? I mean, or do they really suck so bad?
0: I, I don't think they suck that bad. I think that was just a dominating defense that we ran up in, ran up against, and it, it's it's a matter of you know you're facing the top defense in the NFL, and you're not gonna get more than three seconds to get rid of the damn ball. You know that I, fourth and one's gonna be hard. Sorry, go ahead.
3: I, I I gotta jump in here, and uh, I'm I'm glad that, you know I'm better sooner than later for my opportunity to disagree with Abe. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it, no, our offensive line does suck that bad, and 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 and, 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 and to just further explain, you know, I mean, let, let's not forget about the fact that once again, for the umpteenth time in time in Russell Wilson's career, he was one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the NFL. That has been one of the consistent consistent consistencies for Russell Wilson, along with all his consistencies that are much great and much more fun to talk about. One of them has also been that he has been the most sacked quarterback in the league just about every year he's been a Sea Um and uh and that in that there was no change to that this season. Um and yes going against the the Rams defensive line, you know, or their front seven or whatever, you know, yeah, of course you're gonna give up sack. You got Aaron Donald he, he's gonna get his. Um, but I mean, forget about the Rams game. I mean, you know, now we had a couple games in a row. I think there were two games in a row in the last quarter of the season where he didn't get sacked once, and it was like, whoa, like that's like Twilight Zone for us. But ultimately, on the year, he was still one of them, one of the uh, took more. Took, I think he was what third third most sacked this year. At least uh, he was right around that top five for sure. Yeah, um, well,
2: Russell yeah. deserves some credit for that himself though, because he oh, holds onto the ball too much and he runs around and thinks he can dodge this guy and dodge that guy and gets a little overconfident sometimes.
3: I, I would, I would tend to agree with that. Russell does create, he, he, he can be his own worst enemy at times, but he certainly does not have Tom Brady time in the pocket. Tom, Tom Brady Patriot time in the pocket. Oh, no. He certainly, no. you know, he certainly didn't have, you know, Peyton Manning Bronco or Peyton Manning Colts time in the pocket. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he certainly didn't have that. Um, and that has been the case. Like, uh, you know, you know, even if you take away the sacks that he created himself, he's still up there in, in fact, in um, you know, on, on the year. So, um, it has been a, a an ongoing issue i mean when did last time we when was the last time we were able to either start or end a season not talking about the offensive line for one reason or the other the back to so, back super
0: bowls we we had the best offensive line in the league or at least top okay. top 5 and
3: so i
1: 30, think that proves 40, 40.
0: your that proves your point okay. but i also want to go on, i want to go into what matt was saying uh, russell's not doing himself any favors he knows He's not going to get more in three or four seconds. You can't be holding on that ball like six, seven seconds. And honestly, I don't think he's got the legs anymore to get away with to get 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 away with what he used to get away with.
3: Uh, you know, I I I look at it like this. Okay, I've never played. I've never played NFL quarterback before. You know, you guys may or may not know this. I've never played NFL quarterback. Before. What? I, I've, never, I've I've never taken a snap. Um, I've never been under center for an international football league. Doggone
0: it uh, guys. Around. We have a fraud on this,
3: on this show. Yeah, see, <laughs> I, I was hoping that after all these years, I might've had oh, you guys. Do yeah. Uh, but you know, the cat's out of the bag. I've never done it before. Um, but I'm going to say that I, I believe, and maybe it has something to do with Russell Wilson's stature, but I believe it's probably a little harder than one might think to throw the football away. I also I don't know if it's really that is easy as just throwing. I don't think throwing the ball away is as easy as just throwing the ball away, or one might think. I think it, when you are doing all those math problems, all those calculations in your head, trying to you know go through your route progressions, look and see if you're about to get sacked, find a, a a running lane if possible. You know all things have to go through your head to make sure you've gone through, you've done your full diligence. Before you actually decide it's time to throw the ball away, and hey. then when you finally decide to throw the ball away, you have to actually find a place to throw it to not incur a penalty or throw it to the other team. Do I, we, I think
2: do we need I to buy him a, it, a graphing calculator. <laughs> hey, doing extensive math. talking rule. about All this math and trigonometry. <laughs>
1: scientific scientific protractor.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: I'm going to interrupt you real quick. I, I want to welcome Rich Michelson to the show. How you doing, Rich? Rich, He's
4: can on. you hear me? There can
1: he you hear
2: me? Hey, uh-huh. Rich. Rich is, Rich is here, but not here. Okay, all let right, him we'll come let back. him fix his
1: audio. We'll back. Yeah, we'll come back. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fine. Anyways, I'm sorry to interrupt. Do you want to finish your thoughts? What you're saying?
3: uh Yeah, just just that. though I, I think I think throwing the football away is, is just the harder. You know, it's easier said than done. Um, you know, so that I think that, you know, we're, we, take, we talk about Russell taking a lot of sacks. He does take a lot of sacks. Um, but so in the football, I mean, put it like this. We have seen and we all remember the couple of times that Russell's throwaways were not the thing we wanted to see. When he threw the ball backwards, or he threw it right to the Minnesota Vikings. Who was it? Griffin? Uh, who was it? Was everything, I don't remember which Minnesota Viking it was last year, the year before. He threw it right to him at the, the closing moments of the first half. I he. Um, took it back for a touchdown, or nearly for a touchdown. And it, 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 that, that's what happens when you throw the football away when you didn't find the word to throw the football away. So, um, I don't know. I, I think it just, it, 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 it's harder than we think. Um, and uh, I, I almost don't get mad at Russell for taking those sacks, especially because it takes them so smart for the most part. But um, we, we got to have a line that's going to give him more time. I, I think I, I would be willing to let some of our um, players that we key on, that we have such a love for, I'd be willing to let some people walk to get a line that protects Russell Wilson like a Tom Brady or Peyton Manning.
1: Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, I I agree with what you're saying, but I thought we had a lot of decent talent on the line this year. I mean, can some of that blame be put on Mike Solari, the offensive line coach? Or, I mean, we're going to get to Brian Schottenheimer, the offensive coordinator, what happened to him recently. I mean, is part of it their fault, why our offensive line sucked? Well,
2: <clears throat> I think you have to game plan better than what we did. Uh, you know, you you have that, you have the you uh, know your you know you're, you know you're going to face Aaron Donald, and Aaron Donald's going to be in your face, mm-hmm. and whether or not he himself gets sacks, he's going to destroy your offensive line in a certain direction, and you know open up holes elsewhere, and so you're you're gonna you need to you need to be ready for the matchups. You have to be ready for those matchups, and I, I feel like we weren't. I feel like they they either they either saw something from the prior game that opened up a whole, you know, open that up and, and they found an exploit, you know, a way around it. I don't know. Um, but it just, I don't, I feel like we were ill-prepared.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Is Rich Michelson back with us? Empty silence. Rich, if you can hear me, just go ahead and interrupt when you can, then. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, uh, you have every right to interrupt. I don't want to. Anybody else get here, the feeling
0: that Rich is shouting into a soup can right now? He's just
2: yelling.
1: Just with a string <laughs> well, pointing out know, of it,
0: it.
2: It, it, <laughs> it. It is Utah. Who knows? Maybe the, you know, maybe the, maybe the, the, uh, the rope, the
1: string
0: they'll get, broken. They'll get internet one day. No big deal.
1: Someday. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to talk DK <laughs> Metcalf. I want to talk about it. He had a meltdown on the sidelines on, on Saturday. I mean personally, I thought he looked like an idiot over there. I mean, who, who cares to comment about what happened there? Did he he have every right to act like he did? I mean, look at the end result. They tried, they tried to force him a play and it was pick six. I mean, come on.
0: I can't remember if it was Matt or Rob on this very show several months back said, I sure as hope to heck that Metcalf does not turn into one of these divas. That kind of looked diva ish to me.
2: Rob said he wasn't becoming one. And I was very worried about it.
3: Look, I am. I do not sign on for the notion that DK Metcalf is becoming a diva. Uh, look, he, he, he wasn't over there, you know, having a conniption because he wasn't getting any touches. He was over there having a conniption because his team was underperforming in a space where they should have been doing much better. They, he, he was he was he, he was seeing what was going on, and he wasn't liking it. I was having the very same connection that he was, so I felt his pain. <laughs> okay, I was doing. I was I was flipping out the same exact way he was. I I, I don't I, I don't see him being a Keyshawn Johnson. Okay, he's not Keyshawn Johnson. All right, he's he is he is a, a, a player, and he's a winner, and he wants to win. You know? And and I and I see that as as, as just that. If they have been out there doing what they were supposed to do, win or lose, I said in the podcast, it doesn't matter. Winning and losing is not all. I'm, well, winning is everything, right? But um, <laughs> when when you lose, for me, it's not so much about losing. It's about how you lose. When you when you go out there and you just can't get out of your own way, um, I don't know that they were necessarily trying to force the ball to DK um, per se because of his because of his you know his ranting and raving. I mean, you just want to get the ball into your hands of a playmaker. I think that play was just something that, the, um, you know, as, as I said earlier, you know, they, they watched their film, they saw the setup, and, and you know, a, a, a corner sold out on what he thought he saw, and, and he guessed right. Um, you know, he took it back to the house. I mean, that was, you know, I, I, don't, know if, I don't know if Russell should have checked out of that or, or, or what, um, you know, when I watched the replay, you know, in, in slow motion or whatever, in hindsight, you can see a guy cheating up. You know, it's like, it was like, Russell, don't throw it. No. And then so then it's over. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, uh, I know I'm, I'm not mad at DK Metcalf for flipping out. Um, and so far, I haven't heard anything that the coaching staff, Pete Carroll or otherwise, has had any issue with, um, you know, his, his outburst um you know it, it frankly it, it, there's a there's a point where if you don't see outbursts like that it's like okay are you even in this to win it are you where, where, where's your head at you know because i'd be pissed too there's no way that we seattle seahawks exiting out of the playoffs in the first round is complete in total nonsense should not be the case should not have happened and dk Metcalf knows that i
1: 95 percent agree with you i mean he, you're you're a seasoned veteran, Rob, and you have every right to act like that in the sidelines. And I just still see DK as a baby. And, and
2: uh, wait, so is that why he isn't a quarterback? Because he's because 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 Rob was a wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> my, 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 po-
1: my point is, Rob knows what he's doing. DK's still oh, a baby yeah. out there, and I, I just don't think that was right. And can can you guys hear me, guys? Oh, there, oh, there he is. Hi, no, Rich. Rich. All right, all right. I I. Uh,
5: Man, I, I just wanted to jump in. I am so happy to hear everyone's voice. I am so mad about the Seahawks. I, I just cannot tell you how, how fired up I am about this. It's just I mean well, Did you get to watch the whole game? Or? I go watch the whole game sadly, sadly, sadly. Uh I mean this I I am more mad about this playoff loss than I am about the Sounders getting blown out in MLS Cup why Ooh. um because everyone on the offensive side of the ball was bad and hung out our defense out to dry and um i mean i don't know what kind of a game plan there was but whatever it was it was hot garbage and um hey on that screen pass that got taken to the house yeah the guy cheated but um on ESPN, like on NFL, you know, Rewind or whatever it is, that uh, Mina, uh, is it Mina Kimes? Is that her yeah. name? Yeah. Yeah. So she broke it down. The guy sees the, the formation the Seahawks are in, guesses that what's coming, because we had run the same play against them like two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, whatever it was, we just played them. And he turns his head, he doesn't just guess, he turns his head and checks to his safety and tells the safety what he's going to do, and then as the play gets ready, he like lines it up. He didn't just guess right. He like he did all the little things right about getting your hips right, getting inside and outside of the right players at the right spot to just disrupt that play. Now, the fact that he intercepted the ball was probably a bit of luck, but um, the the fact that he blew that thing up was... He didn't with, blow it up. Freddie, really?
0: Freddie Swain did a matador block. Even though it's like, ole!
5: And the guy went right behind. him. <laughs> no, look, don't get me wrong. The, the block was bad. The block was bad. But the fact of the matter is, let's just say that Freddie Swain hits him, right? The way that that guy is coming at the angle and with the power and the speed, of the, like the total commitment to that, is going to blow that play up because he's going to drive Freddie Swain into DK Metcalf. There's not going to be any room on the plate. It's better, like, than, he,
0: better
3: than a pick six. That, that would have been a sight shot better than a pick. Oh, six. sure, sure. But what I'm
5: saying is, you guys are not giving the defender his due credit.
3: Oh no, I, that's, that's what I was saying. I, I mean, I'm saying I, I think they they watched the, they watched the video and 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 you know they they, they studied their film on that one because, like I said, I mean, he was yeah. cheating up on that. I think he saw what was coming um, based on the, on the setup and everything. I mean, it, to me, it wasn't much different than the Super Bowl interception. You know, uh, it was mm-hmm. it was like okay, he, he sees the setup, he sees the setup, he sees the formation, and he jumped on what he thought he was gonna see, and he guessed right. You know, it was, it was yep. very similar to me. So, I've
5: heard some of the conversation and you know the um, talking about Russell, but like I just gotta say, like if he got outplayed by Jared Goff, who's been in like a season-long, possibly career-ending slump. Is there it's, more to that? It's, inexcus- oh, it's inexcusable. <laughs> it's totally inexcusable that your franchise quarterback who we have kind of mortgaged our salary cap to. Like we we cut players and, and gave up three Hall of Fame defensive backs to sign Russell Wilson long term.
3: I, I I get I try to be very careful with with saying things like, you know, outplayed by because i mean you know okay when you say outplayed by okay well he didn't win the game so i guess that's that's the, that's the, the ultimate uh the you know the, the ultimate uh, measuring stick there but um russell wilson is not on the field with you know with jared goff or you know what i mean mm-hmm. so uh he, he went out there and and we have to you also have to have to factor in the last time, uh, you know, the Rams against the Rams this year, we didn't really fare all that well in the passing game. Uh, DK Metcalf was largely taken away against the Rams this season. I mean, whatever they were doing against us uh, downfield um, was working. We had fits with them uh, all season long. You know, so I, I wasn't necessarily too surprised that we didn't throw for 350 yards and four touchdowns. Um, you know, um, so it, it, it's the other stuff that 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 didn't happen you know what i mean it's it's the little things you know that 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 didn't happen in, in, in a game like this where those, and those little things catch up to you in the end i mean in the game where you you're you're still kind of in it but you just feel that it's slipping away the whole time and it's because of your own mistakes that you're making i, I you know russell didn't didn't play a terrible game i don't i don't think he just hadn't there was nothing there for him there was nothing he there played
5: him. a terrible game 11 for 27 is a terrible game
0: it, it kind of yeah. is yeah it's not that
5: good it, it's it's a horrible <laughs> game that's like 11 11 completions is like a bad half that's for a Russell Wilson. that's
0: a 1975 quarterback stat line
5: yeah it, it, it is absolutely horrible and look like i get it this Rams defense is the number one defense over the course of the season um but they are not the 2013 Seattle Seahawks. They are not the 2000 Ravens. They are not the 1985 Bears. Okay, they are a very good defense, but they are not perfect. They do have weaknesses, and um, I mean, yeah, DK Metcalf. I mean, he still got you know five catches, 96 yards. A couple of those were long, longer catches late in the game when it didn't matter, but you've still got other quality receivers on this team that for some reason either weren't thrown to, couldn't get open, or Russell couldn't identify. Regardless of what the actual problem is, that is an indictment on the entire team and, quite frankly, on the head coach and on the quarterback because you get all the glory when you win and you get all the criticism when you lose. Um, So, I mean, it's just just a completely unacceptable performance um, and, and I think that the defense played as well as could be expected, uh, you know, given that the offense just kept on fumbling this thing away, not literally, but, you know, figuratively.
1: I get what you're saying. I, I have a question for Abraham moving on in the fourth quarter. Hawks are driving. It's, four, um, fourth and one right guard. Uh, what's his name? Damon Lewis gets hurt. So that gives us Hawks extra time to come up with a play. And basically we blow it and we have a false start. And later we find out that uh, Pete Carroll and Schottenheimer were disagreeing on what play to run. Schottenheimer apparently wanted to have um, Russell run the ball and Pete obviously won because he's the head coach and Chris Carson got stopped. I mean, what what are your thoughts on that, Abe?
0: Yeah, these are revelations that we've had in the last couple of days. And I'm going to be honest. uh, I'm not, I'm not the optimist of this group. I know, shocking, very shocking. But <laughs> the I had thought that there was at least some semblance of a culture that was in coordination and here it comes the shoe drops. And nobody's got their act together and then I think back, "Oh my god, what happened in week 17 of of 2019?" a complete, you know, mess up at the end of the game, and we end up losing the NFC West Championship, uh, you know, in that game against the 49ers because we couldn't get our act together and we weren't on the same page. And then, oh, my God, I go back to 2014 uh, Super Bowl, and, you know, we're not in sync on the last play of the game. And then just all those other moments that come up in my mind, It's it's a – is this a meddling Pete Carroll? Is that what's going on here?
3: Yes. Yo. You... No. Yes. You guys. No, look. <laughs> look, look Pete. When, when
5: Pete's you're the head coach, is...
3: you're not meddling.
5: You're the one who makes the decision. No, 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 no. Not the way that Pete Carroll runs things. He's not calling plays on the defensive side of the ball and the offensive side of the ball in general. I Rob English. Hey, hang on. I, I mean, I,
0: he? Can I just add on? the defensive coordinator? Uh, hang on. I just, not. Not, I just want to add something on to that because you bring up something interesting. Uh, it, it's uh, both you and Matt brought up. Okay. He's the head coach. Um, and it's up to him to make those important calls when it matters. But how often have we seen rhetorical question? Cause we've seen it often. How often have we yep. seen, Just a total, just total chaos Mm -hmm. in the last minute. And it often works out well for us. I mean, you know, uh, talent always wins out in the end. But, I mean, it's just mismanagement of, you know, red flags being thrown, mismanagement of timeouts, mismanagement of, you know, just these crucial crucial moments. Um, And and if you don't want to call it meddling in Pete Carroll, maybe his subordinates aren't. Responding quick enough to to his demands, I don't know. I mean, there's two sides of that coin. I, something's wrong. That's what I'm trying to
1: say. Good point, Rob English. I know you want to respond to that.
3: Um, I, I, I'd be very interested in learning the real truth behind um, how much of a factor Pete Carroll actually plays in calm. Uh, nope,
0: in oh, we lost. And, Rob.
3: You know, the coordinators are going to do that, but. I feel. Say again.
0: Oh, we lost you for a quick second there. Uh, could oh, you reset that?
3: Here?
0: Yeah, we can. Uh, hear you now. I was.
3: I'm, I'd be very, very interested in learning. Uh, um, you know how much, uh, how much uh, Pete Carroll actually has his hand in the play calling on either side of the football. Um, you know, I, I feel like I've heard, I, I read somewhere that Pete Carroll does get involved quite a bit with the play calling um, uh, in, in some capacity. I don't know if it's more on. on, on on the philosophical level or if it's actually on, you know, on, on the, on the whiteboard and, you know, in, in his hand. Um, i uh, actually I don't think Pete even carries a whiteboard, does he? So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, I, so, you know, I, I, i curious to, you know, how much involvement he actually has in it. Um, but I mean, Seattle's not reinventing the wheel with how, with how they, how they work on the sidelines. I mean, uh, it, it, all, all these teams do it one way or the other. I mean, the, either head coach calls it or, or has some involvement or the, you know, the coordinator calls it. Um, I, I, just don't, I just tend to, to – I don't tend to believe that there's a, a, a meddling issue in Seattle. We're just – we're too good for that to be a thing. I feel like a team that has that kind of problems are the teams that are, that are 6 and 10. We're not, a, we're not that kind of team. You know, we're, we're a team that – I do feel, though, however, this season um, we did maybe – get a little – and maybe this is what you guys are, are, are referring to, but I, I, I feel that maybe we kind of forgot who we were. We got lost. Um, we went into like an identity purgatory, if you will, you know, because we let Russ cook for the first half of the season, the first eight you know weeks of the season, and he was cooking. And then, and then, and then the heat kind of fell away. And then, you know, then it was like, okay, are we going to run the ball? Are we going to throw the ball? And then we got kind of stuck between which one of those two teams we were going to be. A couple injuries came in there and kind of muddied the water. So I think we've kind of got stuck between what we wanted to do this season. Um, and I think, um, you know, uh, in a season where that wasn't the case, um, maybe we wouldn't be having this conversation.
1: From what you just said, Rob, wh- wh- was the season a failure then, from what you just said?
3: You know, I, it's funny you asked that question, because I actually have gotten to a, a, a Facebook beef with some guy. <laughs> 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 uh, his name uh, is Abe. You can just call, it, call him, call, <laughs> oh, call him no. out of his face. Oh, oh no no! If it oh. was Abe, if it was Abe, I'd put him on Front Street. No, this this <laughs> one wasn't Abe. I've seen <laughs> Rob
0: on Facebook. He gets into it with everybody.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't. Dude, I can't help it. I literally can't help it. Like when I get, you know, because I'm a little bit of a snob of a football fan. You know, I consider myself a student of the game, and you know, I, I, I when I see people go on to the interwebs and just say the most outlandish, crazy stuff. Usually, I can brush it off, and sometimes I'm like, nope. And I just pull out my, I'm I'm tapping with my thumbs or I'm on my keyboard, just, you know, saying something. I can't, it just, it bubbles up inside me. I can't help it. My dad says,
0: my dad says, uh, you don't suffer fools, is what it sounds like.
3: Right. Right. I, 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 hold on one second. Um, yeah. So, no, yeah. I definitely, I, I just, I I have a, I have a problem, guys. That's, that's the reality. I have a problem. But no, (laughs) so I, I, I got, um, uh, into a little beef with a with a gentleman um, who was saying that the the Seahawks that you know be, because of blah 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 here we are again a, a six, six consecutive year of failure and I'm in my mind I'm like whoa what do you mean six I'm like I look through the last six years I see three division championships I I see. Uh, Five five out of six uh, playoff bursts and and in what and only counting this year two two one and done. Um, I I don't call that failure double digit victories that's not failure to me uh, that that that's being in the mix for the Lombardi Trophy not getting there obviously so I'm asking like so what is your definition of failure what is what is acceptable to you is anything less than the Lombardi Trophy considered failure to you and so I'm going in on this guy about that and then I I go back I listen to my podcast um, and I myself called the season
2: a failure. So here I am being the biggest hypocrite oh, on the internet. <laughs> that,
4: that's
2: why I wanted to hear you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, There's there's there a lot to be proud of, and that you know, you're talking about, you're talking about the you know the, the records and the conference championships and so forth. There's a lot to be proud of. There really is. It's not a loss. It's not a, not a waste of a season. We made the playoffs. You know how many fan bases out there don't get to see their team go to the playoffs like yeah, seven exactly. times in a row? I mean, you know, we could be we could be fans. Yeah. Mariner fans, or we could be Detroit. You know,
3: yeah. I, look, look. What what team? What team outside? What what team besides? What team not named? I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my question here. <laughs> <get them. laughs> what team not named the New England Patriots has had the this this kind of success over the past decade? I mean, yeah. consistent uh, success.
0: 20, tw- yeah, twenty years. I mean, whoa, we've only missed it the playoffs. That is four times, maybe five times,
3: right? Yep. Now, so obviously New England wins, so forget about it. But who's number two? If it's not the Seahawks, it, they 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 they're definitely number three. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you know, I, I, when it comes to the conversations about get rid of Russell Wilson, you the crazy stuff I see that you know b- bubbles me up on the inside. Get rid of Russell. Get rid of Shot Get rid of Pete Carroll. Get rid of John Schneider. I'm like these are the very human beings that have brought this team to the greatest era in franchise history, and you're ready to throw them out like they're dogs. Like, are you serious? It's, it's, it's nonsense to me. But I've droned on to your point, to your question. I should say, um, was the season a failure? Um, no, not not in my truest definition. No, it, it was it was not a failure. Uh, it was a very disappointing end to it, but. I don't. I'll never. You're never going to see me. Uh, see me say. You know, twelve and four in a playoff first is, is a failure of a season.
0: I think I have to call it a failure. Um, if you look at it from the perspective of, CX, been around for what forty? Uh, someone else. Forty four.
1: Forty five years. years? 43, no, forty four years. 76 yeah that's right 44
0: right that's why I was an English major and not a math major but um <laughs> they <laughs> they've had double digit wins uh 13 times seven so half that yeah half of that seven times were 11 wins or more and so all I can do is take our 12 and four season and look at it from the perspective of what did we do those other those other years and what was my mindset going into this year I changed my mindset so many fricking times this season. I, I can't possibly be satisfied. <laughs> um, You know, like at the beginning of the season, I was the guy saying, look, we're one and done in the playoffs. This is a 10 and six team. That was my prediction. And we were one and, yeah, we were one and done, but not the way I thought it was going to happen. We turned into a team that had, that had, defense in the last 6 7 weeks of the season, the best defense in the NFL if you go with scoring defense. We had an offense in the first 6 7 weeks of the season that was the number 1 offense in the season and I don't know why we couldn't take the peanut butter and the and the chocolate and put them together and create a winner and so that's that's where my frustration and where I think this just didn't this just didn't play out because all those other seasons where we've had 12 wins, uh, you know, uh 11 wins, those are we are talking championship, you know, NF, NFC or AFC championship seasons. And this turned out just to be a meh, nothing. And we didn't, we didn't even look good. Like, right. I, I wish we at least like hadn't been down by 17 in the fourth quarter. Like, could this, could this just kind of back and forth thing? And, a, and then I could say to myself, Oh, it was a lucky break or a terrible ref call or something like that. Um,
2: but I disagree. We we looked very fashionable, as I said before, compared to the. Rams. <laughs> we looked very fashionable. I'm sorry. Yeah, we looked aesthetically good, right? we were better, but yeah, aesthetically we looked good. Yes.
1: You, you brought up the defense, and I mean I totally agree with you, but did that save Ken Norton Jr.'s job, Abraham?
0: Uh, for me it does. For me it does. I I I, I remember back halfway through the season, there was a big news article about a. He called the whole defense into the locker room. And, you know, defense team meeting only, uh, behind closed doors, so God only knows if he was chewing them out. But one leak that we did get that was pretty neat was that he went around to every defensive player, put up put up a play, and he would point at a defensive player and say, before I hit the play button, what was your job on this play? So he called out each individual player with the video up there, and I thought to myself – that takes some cojones because a guy, you know, a defensive end that's probably making 10 times your salary, Ken Norton, you're going to tell him you didn't, you know, you didn't do your assignment, um, but he sure as hell did it. No. I'm so happy. I'm so happy he did that. That that shows me something.
1: Well said, well said. Anybody disagree? No, I, I
5: think that the defensive turnaround and improvement was one of the best jobs of coaching and uh, coming together to use a cliche of a, of a team and talent um, and
0: talent acquisition as well. I right?
5: mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, talent acquisition was was key as well. Um, you know, I'm I'm looking here at some of the stats, just trying to um, you know, kind of wrap my head around. Um, where the offense went. I mean, if you told me at the beginning of the season that we'd have 2,000-yard receivers, Tyler Lockett would catch 100 passes, uh, you know, have 10 big plays, DK Metcalf would have 17 big plays and over 1,300 yards, 10 touchdowns apiece, uh, David Moore would have six touchdowns, uh, the tight ends would catch 75 balls between them and, like, six touchdowns. I would have told you, you know, we were going to be rolling all the way to the Super Bowl. Unstoppable offense, right? Right. Absolutely. I mean, I mean but I mean, as we all know, this, this offense collapsed the last half of the season. And I know part of that is like Pete said, OK, we're just going to run the ball. But we don't have running backs that are good enough to just run the ball. Our top two running backs barely cracked a
2: thousand yards. Injuries, never.
0: injuries, of course. Yeah,
2: yeah, injury. injury was we, big we've we've never that. had a running back. I mean, seriously, pick a find. Go back in time and find me a quarter, a running back that didn't miss at least one start for us. I, I can't remember the last time that happened. I mean, just, it's got to be a Sean Alexander season, right? It's got to be. Yeah. it's got to be a <laughs> Sean Alexander. I mean. Uh, uh, we need, what we need is we need a workhorse in back in the back there.
1: Yeah.
5: But I mean, this, the Seahawks front office has shown for
2: 15 years, they don't value running backs. And yet they've drafted one in the first round. They, Who has he yeah, played? They, any they, relevant snaps?
0: They do value running backs. I disagree with you, Rich. They do value running backs. They don't pay running backs. I know that, but, um, but well, then,
5: then you're not valuing running backs.
0: No, they do value. Uh, Matt, just, Matt just told you he drafted one in the first round.
2: Yeah, that's valuable. Did he? <laughs> who, who? Who did he draft in the first round? I honestly don't. Rashad Penny. Yeah. Penny. Penny. Okay. He just that's, hasn't played any real statistically relevant uh, right. snaps. Uh, there's right.
0: cr- Christine, Christine Michael that. in the second round.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I guess Christine Michael in the second round. But I mean that. Let's be let's be but honest. What, like, what, when what, was the last time? The last time the Seahawks really went after a running back in the like in the first or second round of any note was like the two consecutive years they got Sean Alexander and Maurice Morris, right? I think Morris
2: was like a third rounder, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean,
5: I mean, Christine
2: was kind of a stretch. Yeah, that and one I'll, was I'll a reach. Honest, a and reach, I, yeah. I never understood that pick. <laughs> I still don't. I've watched his. I've watched his. i watched his, his. highlights from from college. I still don't understand that pick, even in the seventh round. But yeah,
5: and I was going to say here. He, here's the other thing. I just like I don't know that the scouting has been very good historically for this regime of the Seahawks, as far as specifically to running backs. Um. Well, I mean,
2: they're weak. They're weak in determining who can carry the load. That's for sure. Yeah,
5: and, and I mean there. It's not like there hasn't been NFL talent deep into the second and third round that has become stars in this league.
0: God, I got to, I got to disagree. I can I pump pump the brakes. Rich is choosing to be wrong tonight and I don't know why. Um, (laughs) uh, How can you say that um, about, uh, you know, uh, about the Seahawks? I mean, I just gave you the Rashad. Well, Matt gave you the Rashad Penny. I gave you the Kristen Michael. Uh, you also take a look at Collins, Alex Collins. Y'all stick a look at Thomas Rawls. Y'all stick a look at Chris Carson. They do get guys who have talent. I think, really, what the problem is, is For they size consider
4: size
0: a precise yep. head talent. Um, what I think, though, is that this Seahawks, you guys tell me what you think. I'm just throwing this out there. They think of running backs as disposable.
5: Well, in, so they in, don't value them. In, no, they game, value they them. They That just, was a mic drop.
0: Boom. It's not a mic Go drop. On. I'm picking it back up, and I'm hitting you on the head with it, and I'm is telling you, disposable,
2: you're not what, valuable. You're, here's, the, here's the thing. What 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 Abe is saying is that they value the position and they use it, but they aren't willing to pay the players because, in a way, they kind of are disposable. Unfortunately, in today's day and game, they're they're interchangeable. Most offenses mm-hmm. use them the same way or they, they can plug and play and they grab the guy that that will fit within their scheme and then they use him for 3 years and then they go okay well now that you broke your leg we're going to go get someone else and they just go draft someone else cuz they are a dime a dozen that come out of the out of the colleges. And, well, you know, but I, that's I, not mean that they're not valuing them because they use them in the heavily in their attack and in their offense.
3: Absolutely. And I think and I think this is also one of those wait and see type of situations as well because I mean first of all we're talking now after a after a subpar season in the in, in the running game, you know, the running department. We're talking about the quality of of, of our of our of our uh, offensive backfield. But when Chris Carson was running people over and rushing for what eleven almost twelve hundred yards the other, uh, previous year, we weren't having this conversation. I mean, our, our running back. When we have good running backs, we don't have a care in the world about running backs. We're talking about Chris Carson's Marshawn Lynch's Thomas Rawls, Sean Alexander's. You know over the years we don't have conversations about running back very often except for those moments where we have this break in the in the stability of our running game and that's usually having to do with injury so I mean when when our when our guys are playing we don't have a conversation about running back we, okay. we never have to have a conversation about running back when our guys are playing
0: but see so and, that, and, I, and I agree choking. with you and I hang on I just want to I want to add on to what Rob's saying is uh so Kyle, I think you're, I, I think I definitely agree with you in that and Matt as well. Like they value them and I think their talent evaluation is great. I think what they do is they just make them run a style that makes them get injured faster. And again, I go back to that word disposable. I think it's, you know, th- this is, this is the bounty tissue. I'm not paying for the, I'm not paying for the 99 cent paper towel. I'm getting the bounty hefty, you know, towels, the quicker picker uppers. Um, but I'm going to throw them away after three years.
1: Are you feeling all right, Abe? You actually agreed with Rob and Matt at the same time. Hey, so just <laughs> I'm going to make
5: a, I'm going to make a point because I'm right and you guys are wrong on this. So <laughs> and, and then we'll move on. Seven running backs in the NFL this year, just by rushing yards. Okay, I'm I'm not making a scientific yards per carry or anything else like this. Just uh-huh. just on pure rushing yards. Derrick Henry, second round. Dalvin Cook second round. Jonathan Taylor, second round. Aaron Jones, fifth round. David Montgomery, third round. James Robinson, undrafted. Nick Chubb, second round. There's talent to be had in the running back pool and you don't have to spend it necessarily in the first round. And we're not getting like, these guys and by the way all those running backs are are only in like their third uh, I think the third or fourth years is a, is, a, is, a, is as deep as they are as far as uh, years in the league so um, yeah, we, we're, we're arguing
2: about two sides of the same coin
3: let, let me just say this to, to, uh, to Richard's point uh, Alex Collins did absolutely nothing for the Seattle Seahawks and then went to Baltimore and ran for a thousand yards did he not yeah it was 970
0: something yeah but yeah
3: yeah, but, uh, right so 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 i i'm i'm like i think we have to at least consider the system um you know with with you know, in that in that respect and um you know maybe our 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 offensive line um you know is not blocking up the the way it should be i mean i i don't think that we're going to say that chris carson has regressed to the point that we he can no longer shoulder the load that we that we you know that we put on him um so if he if if or maybe it's the, the the team that we are, what defenses are doing to, to scheme against us. Maybe that has to do with it. Are we not blocking up these runs the, the, the right way? There, there has to be more to the story than just the running back being talented enough or not,
2: in my opinion. Yeah, we're, we're forcing them to run a style that wears them down. Moving
1: that, on. Anyway, sorry, yeah. Go ahead, go, ahead, moving, no, go ahead. Move on. Moving on. I mean, we, we're talking about offense. I, I want to talk about Brian Schottenheimer, he was fired a few days ago. Our offensive coordinator. Good move, bad move. Who cares to comment?
2: Yay! Listen, <laughs> I, I, I celebrated. I I freely admit. I'm sure he's a wonderful human being. I have nothing against him personally. But I could see his play calls a mile away, and I'm sitting on the couch. And, and, and so defenses, I mean, come on. You know, I mean, could,
5: could he was you just see a little
2: could you and, see them coming
5: a mile away the first eight
3: eight weeks? Uh, yeah, thank,
5: you for
2: was,
3: that. thank you for saying
5: it was,
2: that. I'm it all, okay. Now, yeah, I, the first the first eight weeks he opened the playbook a little bit and it was actually exciting and but it, I think it was contrary to what what uh, what Pete wanted. Um, but you know, we don't know what we went on to that in that conversation. We just know that there was a difference in philosophies uh, as why they as why they separated. But I and I and in the first eight weeks, like you, yeah, you, you're saying. It, it seemed like he was trying new things. There was I was seeing slant passes. I was seeing, you know, things over the middle. I was seeing, sh- you know, weird. Just just it. I wasn't able to anticipate what was going to happen. It was actually entertaining to watch our offense for once. And then we regressed and went back to okay, we're just gonna you know we're gonna run this same play and try to get Chris Carson, who should be running through the tackles around the corner for some reason, and he's not gonna make it. Uh, like five times a drive and it's just going to be pathetic to watch. And, uh, where our passes are all going to be, you know, 40 yards plus or nothing, you know, and it, it just, I, I, what I really want to happen is I want us to go out and get someone new and someone in like college who's experimenting with a new kind of, you know, offensive line blocking scheme or, or some new offense that they've come up with or just something fun to watch. You know, bringing a, a style of the air raid like uh, like Cliff Kingsbury is trying to do it with the Cardinals, or something like that, or you know, just just something different. And I know full well they're going to go get a yes man for Pete.
0: Yeah, That's you depressing. you stole my thunder there. I was about to I was about to about to tell you you're wrong, but you got that last statement right. Um, what we've learned is Pete Carroll thinks of offense and defense in a symbiotic relationship where what he really, really wants is he wants to limit the opposing team's total opportunities for touchdowns. And if that's at the expense of our team getting those opportunities, that's fine with him. Um, What we saw in that first six weeks, seven weeks, was uh, something different. I was excited. Uh, Same thing, by the way, actually happened in 2019 for the first three or four weeks. Um, But... When it comes down to it, if it's not the Pete Carroll way, it's the highway. And that's where, that's where Schottenheimer went. And I know I've changed my mind like 17 times in the last five days, but that's where I'm at right now is Pete's going to go get somebody that does it his way. And I don't think at his age, he's going to change his mind.
1: Uh, with that said, Abraham Russell Wilson's on the radio or TV, whatever I saw it on today, but saying that he deserves input on who they should hire as offensive coordinator. Do you agree or disagree?
0: Uh, and why? Yeah, he deserves he deserves input. Um, he doesn't get the final say. Uh, it's just standard hiring practice. I mean, like think about think about. Uh, well, actually, let me rephrase this. Good companies that I've worked for and good uh, departments that I've worked for. They ask even the lowest of the low in the command chain, "What do you think about this particular person? Uh, you know uh, uh, that that we're going to hire. Um, you know, are there any red flags? Now, they're not going. They're not going to be. You know, th- those good bosses are not going to take the employee's word for it necessarily, but they want the input to get." a general gauge of what people think. Um so I think it's a great idea and Houston, they're insane. Houston is a terrible organization to not to not get Watson's input on a new coach. I mean, face of the franchise, there's two faces of the franchise. There's a coach and the and the quarterback and they better be in sync. We saw what happened this year when Schottenheimer Carroll and Wilson aren't in sync, and that's, you know, one and done.
1: Fair enough. Um, Rob English, I know you got to get going. Um, care to plug your your podcast and give it a quick shout-out to anything this week?
3: Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, please uh, make sure you give a listen to uh, Short Yardage uh, with SoCal Seahawk on Catch Me on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, um, and see the links on uh, Seattle Sports Union. Um, make sure you listen because we only got a couple more episodes uh, this season, and then we're gonna we're gonna be uh, shutting down for the off season. Probably come back on around draft time. But um, shout out! You know, uh, let's give a shout out to the um, let's give a shout out to the Cleveland Browns. I'm gonna give a shout out to the Cleveland Browns who are uh, a football team. Um, for the first time in a long time. I love them beating Pittsburgh two, twice in a row. That was just, <laughs> yes, that was That, that was,
4: was awesome.
3: Crazy. Yes, absolutely. I, I was saying, you know, Baker Mayfield is, I mean, how lucky are the Browns? They they, they took a <laughs> shot on Johnny Football and failed miserably, and they just got a mulligan. and They got a redo, and they got Baker Mayfield. I mean, this is what they expected Johnny Manziel to do and they just got to, they just got to hit the reset button on their quarterback and end up with Baker Mayfield and this kid is just golden. I, I, I'm a big fan of Baker Mayfield, um, and I think the Browns um, are looking poised to be a team, you know, in in the in the future for the future to come. Hang on, I know no you quick, got, I know you got to run. Sorry, go oh,
0: ahead. I just got to ask Robin English, English a question. Sorry, Brian. Um oh, you're right. But doesn't part of that doesn't part of that Rob also go to Kevin Stefanski? I mean, the second they got rid of the other guy, Mayfield becomes a star.
3: Yeah, I su- excuse me, I suppose. Um, but I mean, I, I I just look at it as as you know, ba- Baker had flashes of greatness, um, and and then he had a little bit of a lull, um, and then he, you know, I, I think he's just figuring it out now. Has it have to do? with uh you know with coaching maybe but i think to me he just looks like a guy out there who the game is slowing down for um and um and that's and, and that's really what you what you want to happen for your quarterback you know and um you know so so yeah you know it may be a combination of of, of many things but either way um the kid looks really good and the browns the browns look tough
1: real quick rob i know you gotta go but do they have a chance against kansas city this weekend
3: that's gonna be a hard. That's gonna be a hard, a hard one for them. Um, I mean, Kansas City is just so fast, and they have the ability to score so quick. They're just so high powered. Um, uh, the, the, I feel like the Browns are gonna win those games that were those were those physical games. I don't know how they're gonna do in, the, in in the finesse world. And I think Kansas City can still just finesse you right out of the stadium, um, uh, as far as offense goes, anyway. It's it, I, I'm hoping for a great game, but I'm expecting Kansas City to go ahead. Maybe beat up on a little bit, but I'm I'm pulling for him though.
1: Right on. Have a good night, Rob. Thank you for your input as always.
3: No problem. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you later.
1: See you, Rob. Late. <clears throat> All right, guys. I have one more Seattle question before we do have a little fun with the free agents. Uh, you may or may not know or read about, but I've. I mean, obviously they're looking for offensive coordinators. Everything I read online says they should go for—I'll give you three names: Eric Bieniemy, Doug Peterson, or Lane Kiffin. What are your thoughts? Or Great do you job. have a name that they should go?
0: Do you want to do that over again? Because you're making <laughs> Lane me very no. A, he could be a,
1: he could be a yes man. They say he can get out of his contract. He uh, could be a yes man. Oh my. He God, worked for Please do not summon. Leave him. Do he, not say
0: he one was more
2: time. On the, Armak for LAX for a reason. Do He's not there.
0: say his name one more time because he might show up.
2: Yeah,
1: Lane Kiffin. It's,
2: it's, it's, well, it'll show. He'll show up at Solak's house, which I guess <laughs> hey, I'll, 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 I'll have a beer waiting for him. All right, uh, that's, you, that's your loss.
0: Just don't have one Can waiting have, for Steve Sarkeesian. Wa-
1: wasting beer, Oops. wasting good beer on Lane we, Kiffin. Oh. I'll give him a Coors Light. I'll go out and buy some Coors Light or something. But uh-huh. seriously, do you have a? Have you thought about any offensive coordinators? The B- enemy B- 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 deserves his own team at
2: this point. He's, he's, he's in reviewing for head coaching positions. And he, I know he's interviewed at like four or five different teams, at least the right of this offseason. He's not going to settle for another coordinator job because he might as well stay where he is learning from the genius um, at, at Kansas City, at Andy Reid. Uh, so he's not really an option. He's a dream. He would, I would love to have him, but he's, he's a dream. He's a mirage. Uh, and, and who was the third guy you mentioned? Doug,
1: Doug Peterson. What if he gets no. fired? I mean, he's from Washington. No. Well, keep away. Sorry. Keep away. You, you
2: never, he never did anything amazing or interesting with that offense anyway. And, and I think part of the reason they failed was because of that offense. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not impressed with his offensive prowess. So, Wasn't
1: he former offensive coordinator with Kansas City before he got the head coaching job? Yes, he was.
2: Yep. Yeah, and he yep. never did. He did, never did anything great with that offense. Uh-huh.
0: He's also from Ferndale, and he likes long watch walks on beaches and sunsets. And uh-huh. I don't so, care. So, so he's Just the like one you. we're gonna hire. Is what <laughs> <you're> gonna <say. laughs> I don't care about. You know, hang on, hang on. I don't care about any of those three guys that you mentioned. One, Matt is right. The enemies only leaving for a head coach job. He's not leaving for another offensive coordinator job. Doug Peterson is going to make $5 million to sit, sit on his backside, eat potato chips and watch football. And then, uh, fire him. and then what's that? The
1: other what guy. If, yeah. What if Philly fires Peterson? Yes,
0: they, did. they already did.
1: Oh, they already did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I um, my bad. And this if I were,
0: and if I were him, you know, I, I, I would cry into my potato chips and $5 million and just watch football next year, uh, because if he takes a job, then the Eagles don't have to pay him. So uh, that would not make much sense financially for him. And then he who must not be named. Honestly, if he set yeah, <laughs> if he set foot in this town, I personally, I, I personally would you know drive him down to the airport and you know onto the tarmac, kick him out of my car, and you know make him. Uh find a way home. Are there,
5: are I there would any, bring in sorry, someone. I, I have someone in mind. You okay, please. I, I would say Brian dabble. Um, who's the offensive coordinator for Buffalo. Okay. Um, he's done wondrous things with, uh, with Josh Allen this year, um, who obviously had a great year, similar set of skills um, as Russell. And, um, you know, uh, if I, if I'm going to go hunting, I mean, other than that, I, I have no idea. Um, and I pray, pray, pray that it's not a yes man for Pete. Um, uh, or, or I mean, or if it is that they are actually synced. Like synced like the 2012, 13, 14, 15 Seahawks were on offense. When they were going to run Marshawn Lynch, they were going to have Russell Wilson throw the ball over the top.
0: So, so I've got five, I've I've got a couple for you, um, four, four or five, um, former, former Detroit head coach, uh, Jim Caldwell, uh, he's, he's coaching Ryan Fitzpatrick right now. Maybe that might be a thing. He obviously was a terrible head coach, but, um, maybe not terrible. He went to the playoffs a couple times, but you know, maybe that would be kind of cool. But if you're looking for a lackey, how about, uh, Jason Garrett? You know, uh, he he's good at taking orders and not, you know, rocking yes, the
1: man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Good point.
0: And then uh, down uh, Drew Brees' quarterback coach Joe Lombardi. He's been down there. Drew Brees is going to retire. Would he want to be an offensive coordinator? Maybe. Maybe.
1: Oh, good idea.
0: And then uh, one more for you. How about how about sitting down there in Tacoma, Washington? One our our very own. Uh, former quarterback coach for the Dallas Cowboys, John Kitna.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Uh, no. <laughs> oh. I like the Not idea Kit. though. Pass. What no. have you got
0: against John Kitna? Uh,
1: he
5: was As a, quarterback a quarterback coach. He was a quarterback coach for the Dallas Cowboys. No.
1: That's the always, Cowboys for, Cowboys. For that, First of all, well, any a quarterback. Any coach,
5: that coach that plays for the Cowboys or that coaches for the Cowboys is immediately suspect because they haven't done Bupkis for Tony Romo. Uh, he,
0: he Tony, Romo.
5: Tony Romo.
0: Tony Romo. I'll have you know, Tony Romo is is a NCA football Hall of Famer.
5: Yep, and he is the best quarterback right. the Cowboys have had since Troy
2: Aikman. There are many um, fantasy
0: football many fantasy football owners who loved Trey or love Tony Romo.
2: I thought he was pretty decent personally. I don't know why everyone hated him. You ask as you ask you can, you can poll 50 college uh, Cowboys fans, pure college pure Dallas Cowboy fans and it will come down 25 25 love or hate. I have no idea why he's a very polarizing figure among Cowboy fans.
0: Great regu- great regular season quarterback.
2: But uh, I can anyway. Regarding regarding uh, 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 Kitna, yeah, he did. He did run. Um, uh, he has been an offensive coordinator before. He was the offensive coordinator for the San Diego Fleet in that short-lived AAF.
0: Hey, there uh, you go. He's got. He's got but, experience. Uh,
2: and he's currently the football head coach for Burleson High School in Burleson, Texas. He's not. He's not in Tacoma. He's down in Texas.
1: Time for time for him to move on, move back but, to his home state.
2: But my ul, my ultimate my, my 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 preference would be someone new, someone go, go 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 troll the colleges and find an offensive coordinator who's doing something a little new, little a little little different, and a little bit fun. And 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 see you know bring it up to the NFL level and if it works out great if it doesn't work out I mean you can always go back to the boring kind of play calling that that, that Pete loves.
5: Here, Matt, <laughs> we don't need we don't need something revolutionary. We just need someone. I'm not talking that... about
2: revolutionary. I'm just talking about someone who actually has their own uh, like identity and offense. Something
5: somebody yeah. that's
2: doing something better than than standard. You know. Play calling that we're doing no, right
5: now. No, no, no. Actually, that's what we need is standard play calling. Is we need someone who doesn't get stuck in a rut, which is what you claimed. Basically, the offense ha- basically did at the second half of the season, and I totally agree. But well, we need someone who to so just to make my boy uh, Abe Deweese so happy doesn't call bubble or tunnel screens. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and. We'll call a 15-yard in. We'll call crossing patterns. We'll yes. have – I mean, we don't need anything
2: innovative. We just need someone that uses the whole route tree. The problem and, is we haven't had one of those, those, those offensive coordinators in the last 15 years. Right, right. So
5: we need someone – I mean, to, to use an old cliche, we need someone that runs an old-school 90s version of the West Coast offense And I think that that actually would fit with what Pete wants done.
2: So we should go dig up Bill Walsh's corpse and have him call plays from the sidelines.
5: I mean, okay. It'd be an upgrade. I mean, yeah. I mean, any, anyone (laughs) off of anywhere off the Bill Walsh coaching tree, I think I'd take, I mean, but yeah, this, this, this team, especially just, you're right. It did get too predictable, and I agree with you about, like, running Carson wide. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think you should run him wide from time to time. Every once in a while, but not, like, consistently. No. Yeah, I know. He's not the right guy to run wide unless you're, like, putting him in the slot and then pitching him the ball from the slot or something tricky. Uh, but yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, I, I don't think we need a fancy hire. I think we
2: need a hire that well, – it wouldn't a be a It'd be finding someone talented in college that, that that can come up and do that. I mean, we can always switch to the boring offense that Pete Carroll wants. That's that's fine, but I, I just want—I'd like a little life, a little life and excitement. And bubble yeah, screens, but, for the record, should only be run with with receivers that have the kind of speed that someone like Tyreek Hill has.
0: Well, you also run it? <laughs> you also run it when a cornerback's fifteen yards off the damn ball. Yeah.
5: Yes, yeah. yeah. not not cheating up, cheating up, cheating up like he's read the play.
1: Yeah. All right, uh, moving on. We're gonna have a little game called Buy Sell or Go to Hell for Seahawks free agents. Um, I'm gonna ask you your th- buy sell, go to hell, and I may ask you to relate why. But since there's so many of them, just keep your answers short if we can. There are actually 24 free agents. I'm not going to go over every one because some of the names, I don't even know who the hell they are, but, and four unrestricted free agents or or restricted free agents, I'm sorry. And other players, but um, before we do that, I'm confused about the salary cap. Since These guys are free agents. Does this mean we, we now are 80 million under the cap or I mean, can someone explain that to me, please? I know we had no money by the end of of the 2020 season
0: it's not 80 million. It's going to be like, I think 30 ish million. Uh, but we got another, we got another problem. They're actually for the first time reducing the cap. Okay. So it's not not as much. Yeah, exactly. So it's not as much as we think it's going to be.
1: Oh, so it's going to be interesting for all. I mean, every freaking team. Wow. That's going to be tough. I mean, we complain about, you know, defensive line and offensive line That oh it's gonna be a fun offseason for our podcast um all right with that said has that been finalized abraham or
0: finalized on the salary cap
1: yeah the decreased salary cap
0: yeah i'll look it up but i i don't know what it is right now
2: i don't, I don't think they've i don't think they've finalized the actual number but they are predicting that it
1: will be lower oh ouch copy that all right, um, with that said, let's go over the list. I, like I said, I'm not going to go over every player because I don't know who they are, but buy, sell, or go to hell. Chris Carson, uh, let's start with you, Matt. Buy, sell, or go to hell. Um. Well, we're not really selling, but uh,
2: sell. Goodbye. Thank Goodbye. you. Thank you for your service. Goodbye. We're not paying you. Rich? Um. In general, sell. But like, at the, if he came
5: back at an appropriate price, sure, I'd keep him. I think we'd Abraham. I think we'd
0: have to assume that the whole list that we go through is that we're not going to we're not going to buy them at a cut rate. So that being the case, market
2: value, assume market value. Assume market value so at that at that okay.
0: yeah, sell.
1: All right, I agree with that sell. Uh Sh- Shaquille Griffin. I'll uh, we'll start with you, Rich. Sell. Abraham so, I agree with sell. How about you, Matt? I would also sell.
0: <clears throat>
1: All right. David Moore, Abraham.
0: Market value, uh, sell.
1: I would try to sign him at market value, but I guess we'll so so I guess buy. To, buy, buy. Yep. How about you, Matt? Sell. So. And Rich? Bye. Bye. I think he's got. I think I think he's just what we need for that
5: uh, third, fourth-ish type receiver, uh, and he has good good rapport with uh, with Russell, um, and Russell seems to like these project wide receivers. Um, they they seem to be kind of his security blanket, and um, given the second half that Russell had, I think anything we can to do to make him more comfortable is a good idea.
1: I agree with that, Josh Gordon. I will start. Um... I appreciate your effort, buddy, but bye-bye, so go to hell. Matthew, go to hell. Go, go to
5: hell. <laughs> like, the dude
1: just can't. Like, he's
5: such such a waste of, of everyone's time, um, though not entirely necessarily his fault. I, I think, quite frankly, a lot of the reason that this is a thing is because the NFL uh, won't give anyone a straight answer.
1: Abe.
0: He just wants to do a little weed. Uh, no, yeah, he can go to hell. I, I'm I'm he, sick of you. I'm sick of hoping that he can get his act the together.
1: Best, the best, most
5: important ability, especially in football, is availability.
1: Yep. Yep. Well said. It sounds like we're unanimous on that. Brandon Jackson, defensive lineman, Rich. I don't even know who that is. Okay, so (laughs) he he can go go to hell. He can go to
5: hell.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I forgot he was on the team, so sell.
1: Yeah, sell here. (laughs) Matthew Page. Market rate for him will be
2: pretty cheap, and we don't have anyone on our defensive line, so I'm
1: inclined to say bye. Fair enough. Fair enough. Even though it's not your turn, Matthew, I know you've come at him all year, so I'm going to go first with you, Philip Dorsett. Goodbye. <laughs> Rich. Yes, so. Abe. Makes
0: me rethink my David Moore option.
5: Because
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> if we're just going to go through wide receivers, I'm starting to realize we don't have any outside of no, our we top don't.
5: two. What? What? Yeah. Wasn't this what I said like the last three weeks?
0: I don't listen to you. Um but the, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> but no, I uh the yeah, no that the, I I never thought he should have been picked up in the first place. I, I the guy never did anything at New England and obviously right. he hasn't done anything here, so
5: He did not have a reception on the year. Yeah,
1: he was heard all year being go to health. I agree. All right, I'll jump back to you, Abe, just because I skip back to to Matt. Um, Nick Belore, Pro Bowl fullback on special teams.
0: Yeah, buy because the market value on fullbacks is pretty much pennies on the dollar. So I say keep them.
1: Well said. I good, totally good, agree. Buy a special teamer too. Yep, Matt. Absolutely,
2: buy a good fullback's hard to come by. Rich.
1: Yeah, buy, buy,
5: buy. Absolutely. And um, how about and we a use him point now? Yes, I am. And um, how about <laughs> we how about we actually use him a That'd little bit? That'd be
2: wonderful. I would be on board for that. I fully.
5: I would really love to see some like old school eye for If I'm going to run the ball, let's do some old school eye formation, please.
2: Yeah, let, yeah, you know. Going back to the offensive coordinator, let's bring in a offensive coordinator that uses tight ends and uses fullbacks. That'd be great. <laughs>
1: yeah. Very good point. Yeah. I agree. All right, uh, how, next is Luke Wilson, the man with nine lies. Uh, goodbye, buddy. I appreciate your effort, but you're going to get cut again. So, bye-bye. Matthew. Bye. Uh, Rich. As in, as in bye-bye, sorry. That, that yeah, you're good.
5: <laughs> Rich. Um, I'll, I'll say bye because I just don't think that his market value is very high. I think he could definitely be swung in. Under the uh, the salary cap, And he he got twenty five balls this year, so yeah, I'll take him.
1: Uh, Abraham,
0: enjoy your Tim bits up in the great white north, eh? So <laughs> <laughs> we,
2: got, we got a we got a replacement ready. I I, I I'm saying goodbye to him. Yeah,
1: I agree. I agreed. Uh, Sorry, Do go we ahead. Have
5: a replacement for him? Really?
1: Park- Parkinson.
0: Parkinson out of Stanford.
2: The guy know. that
5: caught two passes.
2: Because he, he heard, heard he was right? He And then, and he was a rookie. They weren't rotating him because they had like they had Greg Olson and they had Hollister and they had
1: um, other people. Just yeah. guys yeah. that are
2: better than
5: him.
1: Other people. I I, I, I agree with Matthew. Actually, I do think Parkins is going to get a chance next year. Okay,
5: well, good for him. Oh,
1: <laughs> <with> him. <laughs> uh, Ethan Posick, or however I say it, but I I think they should. If they can get him back at market value, I think they should bring him back. We need he, he he didn't do that bad this year. I know he was hurt for a little bit, but that's my opinion, anyways. Matt, goodbye. See you wait, later. Wait, 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 wait.
0: Goodbye. Good purchase or goodbye. Yeah. One word. So
2: long. Farewell. <laughs> I'll be the same. Same.
1: Are, are, are you not a fan, Matt, or what? I am not a fan of this okay. person
2: uh, at his centerly duties.
1: Did he offend you in some way? or
2: I just have high standards for centers.
1: Oh, I forgot that you had like that one guy that we traded for the tight end for. I can't think of his name. His name, name is
2: Matt. Max Unger, and he was a pro bowl, all pro, amazing center, and we traded him for basically nothing. And Matt yeah.
0: Matt just happens to have his jersey, and he he cuddles it every yeah.
2: night. When he goes <laughs> I'm to bed. still upset that that jersey is no longer wearable in public. wear <laughs> at home. We, don't, we do and not want to Unger, know
0: what you do with that jersey in your bedroom.
5: That is correct. And I'm going to say Unger is no, probably going to end you. up – Unger's in the Hall of Very Good. He might end up in the Hall of
2: Fame someday. He's
1: very borderline. Yeah, because NFL takes everybody. But He snapped the ball to two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. True, true. Um, Rich, Ethan Postick, myself, go to hell. Go to hell. Ooh. All right. Abraham.
0: Bye. I I don't know what, I don't know what all this hatred for the offensive line is all about because it's the the worst thing you can do is just keep turning this, turning this over and over and over. And he was acceptable. And I think at market value, he'll be a goodbye, not goodbye, a good purchase. Sorry.
1: Good purchase. There you go. Yep. I agree. (laughs) I agree. Hard, hard disagree. Um
5: the the center is the captain of your offensive line. He's the one that makes the whole thing gel, and we had a very mediocre offensive line. So sell. Yeah, I, I, get out of here.
0: Yeah, I can see I can see why you say a hard by you've it's always been hard with you. You've never made anybody's life easier, Rich Michelson. And that's why you're wrong about this. You need the continuity. You can't just go with Joey Hunt last year, Justin Britt the year before that, Ethan Posick this year, and just keep cycling through and expecting any kind of any kind of uh, you know uh, consistency.
1: Yeah, I actually agree with Abraham on that. Sorry, Rich. Usually, I try to agree with you, but <laughs>
0: you do you do agree that Rich has uh, never made anybody's life easy.
1: <laughs> no. Oh. Okay. Um. But but you did go to the school where James Clifford went, and I'm a huge fan of James Clifford. If you guys remember who he was,
0: and uh, Husky. And
1: yep. Yeah. Good. Good guy. Talked met him and talked to him many basketball games where we played Ingram. But that's another story. Um. <laughs> we we talked about Russell Wilson earlier. I mean. Gosh, someday he's gonna. Oh, I knock on wood, but he's good, he may go down. I mean, Geno Smith is he our? Do we bring him back or do we look for somebody else? Who are you uh, oh, asking? I'm yeah. sorry, anybody shout go in. I've already forgot what order it was. In, so. The backup,
0: <laughs> the backup quarterback on the Seattle Seahawks is about as important as a roundabout in in uh, you know, like Lake Stevens or something. No one cares. <laughs> if a you end up players. having to use it, you'll get confused, and people won't know where they're going, and you end up in a shopping I, I, mall.
2: I've I've been in that roundabout, and he's right. Yeah, <laughs> I me
1: too. He, I know what roundabout he's talking about, and he's, he's correct. We used to have a tow company up near there. I do. I know that as well. So um, that's the last thing. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Gino, Gino Smith is good. go to hell for me. I draft. go to hell. Go to hell for me too. I'd rather have Blake Bortles on our team to be honest. with you. <laughs> well, so, let's not get crazy. Wow. Let's, let's get, not get Bortles. Wow. Oh. Let's not um, <laughs> You
2: know, shot fired. Yeah. <laughs> oh hey, you know what? I know I know a quarterback who's gonna be looking for a job and can handle a board, and his name is Minshew.
1: I knew you'd say that. I, I would go for that. You know, obviously, I'd be fine with that. He'd, he'd work for cheap. Absolutely. Rich Michelson, What, what about you? You want Geno Smith back? I mean, not as. Especially, I, I just don't know that there's anyone
5: necessarily better and more affordable. And uh, on the topic of continuity, um, it might be nice to have a backup quarterback that kind of knows what's going on with the offense.
2: But real in reality, I mean, ninety percent of NFL teams, if the if the main quarterback is out for the season, your season's over. I mean, that's just the reality.
1: Okay. There aren't
2: enough quarterbacks to go around. No,
1: well, there's not. No, there's not. Um, This guy always gets hurt. I mean, I always liked him when he plays, but he doesn't play that much. But I'm going to bring his name up. Nico Thorpe. Um, Abraham, we'll start with you.
0: Uh, Nico Thorpe, uh, Market Value. Yeah, keep him. Good special teamer.
1: I agree if it's Market Value. Matthew? I'm going to cross my fingers in hopes
2: he stays a little more healthy, and and I'm going to buy. How about you, Rich?
1: Uh, so fair enough. Um, right tackle, second stringer, Cedric, oh, Bowie, whatever the fuck. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> wow.
4: Sorry. Uh, yes, I
1: apologize. I apologize. Uh, I, I'll, I'll get my vote in right now, then, but the FCC on
0: us now. Yeah, uh, Cedric, whatever the F his name is, yes. Um,
2: Cedric, uh, not going to work here anymore anyway.
1: Uh, Yeah, I... I say sell. I say buy. Why, Abraham? Market value, or do you think he's... Uh,
0: No, actually, I I thought he did okay when he was in there. I, I don't think he is the paragon of uh, he's not the poster boy for right tackles, but he did all right. And if he comes on the cheap, then I say bye.
1: Fair enough. Uh, Again, Rich.
0: consistency in offensive line.
1: Yeah, you're right. What do you think, Rich? Uh, I just
5: don't really care. I, I would <laughs> like to see more talent. I would like to see more talent on the offensive line, and I don't think we have enough.
1: All right, uh, left guard, Mike Kupati, Matthew. Bye. Why? He's one of the bright spots on the line. We need him. But he's old and gets it hurt a
2: lot. I will take what I can get at this point. We don't have enough young guys to groom in, to take over for him. Uh, and and like, like Rich is saying, we don't have enough uh, We don't have enough talent on that line. So we take what we can get at this point and maybe draft some guys that we can, can trade in to, to fill in, but but – in the meantime, we still need him around.
1: Okay, fair enough. How about you, Rich?
2: Yeah, I, I think I, I, I'm going
5: to buy. You know, against against uh, the Rams this year, uh, he was one of the few bright spots and seemed to be competent at what he was doing. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll I'll say let's let's use him as something of an anchor, um, and hopefully we can rebuild that offensive line.
1: Abraham and
0: I buy as well. Uh, because if we just took every old person that's always injured, uh, we would have sent uh, Soul Man Solak to the glue factory years ago.
1: Wow, you're not you're only six months behind <laughs> me, buddy. Wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Fair enough. Though after I said a bad word, I'll give you that one. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say bye as long as it's a cheap contract. But I, I think he's more of a backup moving on. But it's hard to find good help nowadays obviously um carlos hyde i'm gonna i want to start on this one i say appreciate you coming in we i did think you're a good player but bye-bye sell on him someone i think they should go after is mike davis former seahawk he's a free agent again with carolina i mean i think he would be a good backup for chris carson matthew i buy him um
2: this this year was an outlier for his career he's usually mr uh mr durable uh, i count on that coming back and i think he's a, he's a, he's a great change of pace and uh, and uh back for us i think uh when we bring in our new quarterback when we bring in our new running back we're going need a uh, we're gonna need a guy to take some of the load off and i think Hyde can do that rich
3: yeah i'm
5: gonna i'm gonna say bye i don't think any other team's really going to value him, um,
1: very much. Yeah. He'll be cheap. Okay, Abraham.
0: Uh, I, I feel like it's a forced buy. I don't, I do love your idea about Mike Davis. Um, but if, but since I said sell on Chris Carson, we gotta have somebody and I don't think DJ Dallas or Travis Homer or Alex Collins are worthwhile enough to justify getting rid of, Carlos Hyde.
1: I what you're saying. We, okay. we
2: need we need someone to take the the load off when we draft Jamar Jer- Jefferson or from Oregon State or Kenny Gainwell from Memphis. Those are my two choices. I think Do we have ha-
1: a second round pick? Sorry to interrupt. Do we have a second round? pick? We have pick a second or? rounder. Yeah, we don't have any firsts. Okay. What Abraham? What were you going to say?
0: Oh, I wasn't there. One guy from Penn State you mentioned too.
2: Yeah. Um. It doesn't yeah, matter. it kind of back off. On it, it doesn't anyway. matter.
0: There's there's a plethora of running backs. There's
2: the some point. good running backs that are that are in the draft, and 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 my favorite one isn't going out to the draft. But yeah,
1: is Pe- is Penny back? I don't have him on my list here, but is he back? He's back.
2: He's still on his rookie contract. Uh, uh, okay, copy. But that. I would say go to hell in my in my choice. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> it, it, if I was running, if I was in the front office, he'd be one of the cuts.
1: Fair enough. Uh, Benson Maoya, if I said that right, I, I'm, I thought he got better as the season went on and I would buy if it's a decent price, Matthew,
2: I'm curious to see what the market price would be for him, but in general, I would buy rich
1: go to hell. What? Why, Randy? Wait, wait.
2: Where is why, this that's, coming that's, from? That's,
1: that's rude. Why is
2: just Sol- just,
5: just Solac, to uh,
2: hell.
5: just to get Abe's ire up. Just
2: just to get a rise out of Abe.
5: That's, wow.
2: Well, you're like no, saying it to Solak. That's I know. wow. <laughs> oh no, 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 no.
5: It <laughs> was my turn. We're just playing Biceal Go to Hell. I just said go to hell it's to spice things up
3: a little bit. Very uh, good. <laughs>
5: I don't really, I don't really care that much. Uh, All right, I am mean, indifferent
0: mean, on this on this guy. Um, yeah, I, dude, six sacks, uh, two, fu- uh, two fumbles forced. I mean that's better than that joke from TCU, LJ Collier that we drafted. I, oh, absolutely. I, I, I no, I, I, there is so little going on in this offensive line. I love defensive Alton line. Robinson, or defensive line, thank you. I love Alton Robinson out of Syracuse, but this dude out of Tennessee, Daryl uh, Taylor, we never saw did the Did he ever get
2: out, did you ever get out of the field?
0: We never saw him.
2: We, he's we're supposed to see him this not weekend. on the depth chart, guys. Yeah, because he's, he's hurt. He's yeah. been hurt all year.
5: Yeah. Well, yeah. there's a ton of people on injured reserve that are on the depth chart.
2: Well, yeah, he's really on the depth chart. Like, like he's really on the Not the
5: ESPN depth chart, which is what I'm looking at right now. Well, so, like, so, but I mean, you me know get, he was bat- our he was our third round pick, I believe.
0: All right, if I can get to my yeah. point, what I'm trying to say is yeah, that go. like we so rarely hit on defensive linemen, at least in recent the recent couple of years. Got to got to keep this guy. I, I forgot where we got him from, but I'm I'm glad I'm glad Schneider picked him up because he was useful this year. Because the guys we drafted, you know, like I said, Collier, um, freaking Rasheen Green, these guys have been a bunch of nothing.
1: Yep, yep, I agree with that. Um, Jacob Hollister, another tight end. I if we get him for cheap, I'll take him back. Matthew,
2: my concern is that enough people know about him now that they his price might be too high. But uh, assuming it's not, absolutely buy. <clears throat> rich purchase
1: him. Sell. and Abraham on principle.
0: I want to sell because I don't enjoy telling Matt that I'm impressed by anything he's ever said. Um, <laughs> but Jacob Hollister when needed has shown up big, not just in the passing game. So it's in my opinion, it's not worth looking at a stat line, but look at the catches. Look at the passes thrown at him. He catches them. Look oh, at there was um look at the block. Yeah, there was a huge block. Look at the look at the run game. He blocks. He does the dirty work. I love Hollister, Disley, and you know, bring in Colson or Parkinson uh to be the passing tight ends. I think that's a great three tight end setup.
2: Yeah. Well, think of for Hollister. I just want to add um, if you if you ever get a chance, go back and look at the DK Metcalf touchdown pass down the sideline against the Patriots. Uh, the reason he got a touchdown was because Hollister was twenty yards downfield and threw a hell of a block.
0: But not only like, was I it mean, not only was it a hell of a block, block, but if he'd thrown like a harder block, he would have got called yeah. for blindside.
2: Oh, he would have been a murdering the guy. Yeah, but what he
0: kind of did was he kind of just hip checked him. And yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Perfect. It was perfect. Yeah, very good. Good call. I, I was going to say that
5: uh, actually Will Disley was a uh, was better on the targets this year. 24 catches on 29 targets. Yeah, I like wow. Disley. And and 10 10.5 yards per catch, two touchdowns. So he was sneakily effective.
2: So do you put together Hollister Hollister, Disley, and Parkinson—they each have their They each have their strengths, and I think, yeah, they, like like i Sam saying it's they have a good balance felt together. Are we are we going to bring back Grandpa Olson? I yeah.
0: don't think so. I I, I I think with Disley. Oh, sorry to interrupt. I was gonna I say, think he's
5: retiring. I no, you're good.
0: Yeah, one he's retiring. I think. Secondly, like Disley, he's your true blocking guy. Parkinson's your true passing guy. Lynn Hollister is kind of a mix of the two. So I think you got everything covered. Um. And I don't know if you need Olsen anymore.
5: Dude, expensive. Do do any of those – can any of those guys run, like, the tight end seam route? Yeah, Parkinson.
0: Parkinson can, yeah.
5: Yep. Because that – I mean, going to Matt's complaint about the offense, right? Like, that is – that attack, you know, angle um, – like, hey, hey, we're bringing up angles again. But, like, that, that <laughs> angle of attack against the defense – was missing. It's been missing for a while.
0: Well, that's what's really frustrating, Rich, is we don't run that enough. Because when you run that, that safety has to get – the safety or a linebacker has to pick him up, and he clears out the underneath zone. And that's exactly. what yeah. every freaking team but the Seahawks can do is they can throw a little five yard pass to a back out of the backfield. And we, for some reason, mm-hmm. can't do that. Get five to ten yards. It, it just frustrates me. Yeah.
5: Yeah. I, I I would agree with, would would agree with you there. So I'm, I'm glad that you guys are are as optimistic about the three headed tight end
1: uh, for next year. All right. we got a few more here. Quinton Dunbar, Abraham, we'll go start with you.
0: Oh, I know I'm going to get flack for this Bye. the guy is market value has gone through the floor. Because of all of his legal problems, and because of his That's subpar true. last year, I, I think I think a lot of teams are probably soured on him. And because I've already said sell to Shaquille Griffin, uh, we kind of got to bring him back. Because I'm happy with DJ Reed on one side, but we got to bring one of those cornerbacks back. And if it's Griffin or Dunbar, I think we can get a better bang for our buck out of Dunbar.
1: I agree with you. I I, I know you thought you get slack, but I do agree with you 100. percent I would buy in him as well, Matt. I hate to agree with Abraham again, but yeah, he made a
2: great point. Uh, it, it, this would be a great buy low opportunity on a, on a on an incredible talent. Um, and and uh, yeah, if we you know if you, if it is the buy low situation which we're expect which we're talking about and I really think it is, then buy absolutely buy.
5: Rich. Um, I'm telling Abe to go to hell because he's Ooh. right on this case. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> and it, it
5: pains me to no end that he's right. But look, I I really enjoyed watching actually Quentin Dunbar uh, the first few games of the season. I thought he was passing the eye test on what I expect. And if there is one head coach in the entirety of the NFL that can coach up a cornerback and take them from being – mediocre to good or from good to world-class and get them to do the right things they need to do to be amazing, it is Pete Carroll.
1: Fair enough. Um, Bruce Irvin, he got hurt. I mean, do we bring him back if he's healthy? Matthew. Go to hell. Rich. Rich. Uh, bye. Uh, Abraham. Uh, bye. Why? I think, I think
0: we can get him at cheap cost.
1: Just because he's a Seahawk for life, or why? Uh, because be- he's been because hurt? of his
0: injury. Yeah, yeah. Because of his injury, I think his value goes down to pretty much nothing, and so it wouldn't hurt to have another defensive end in the rotation.
5: Yeah, I, I agree with Abe. I mean, he's. There is an innate talent. I mean, some pass rushers are developed. Others are born. I think Bruce Irvin was a born pass rusher. And um, the, the talents that he brings when he's healthy cannot be taught. And he'd be on a veteran minimum anyway. So, I mean, yeah, bye.
1: Are you convinced me. Both convinced me. I'll go with bye as well. Uh, last free agent would be a pretty big one. KJ Wright. Matthew Page. Uh, I would buy him. We
2: short, short term. Uh, but you know, maybe two years more max. Um, but I would buy him because we don't have anyone else in, to, to, fill his role. And we still won't admit that our star safety is actually a linebacker. So we need, we need a linebacker and, um, obviously our scouting on that position is very poor. So let's stick with the one that we, uh, that we have.
1: What, what if KJ Wright asked for Bobby Wagner money? Do we give him that?
2: We laugh at his face.
1: Okay. I, I agree with that. I would laugh at his face too. I mean, he's good, but he's not that good. So, uh, rich by sell, go to hell on KJ. Um,
5: bye, but I, I'll just make a point that, I mean, KJ Wright has played all three linebacker positions throughout his career for the Seahawks. He's outstanding. um, and I, I would argue that Bobby Wagner um, owes uh, K.J. Wright lots and lots of steak dinners um, because really the, the, the two of them have been a, uh, a tandem, um, and then Wagner gets – I mean, just the way that the Seahawks' defense is designed, Wagner gets the glory. He, he, is, he is designed to get the tackles in this offense right now, and um, K.J. Wright is easily the best cover linebacker that we have. Um, and, has, I mean, he had 10 passes defense. That's more than most of our, um, you know, that's that's more than most of our, our defensive backs had. So uh, you absolutely buy because this, this defense completely falls apart um, without those linebackers because we don't have excellence on the defensive line and we don't have excellence in the defensive backfield.
1: Okay, Abraham, buy, sell, go to hell. Brooks, Wagner,
0: right. You can only have two. Somebody's got to go. If it had been me, I would have never drafted Brooks, or at least I would have drafted him later. But as a first round draft pick, he's here. We can't get rid of him. You're stuck with him. So now it comes down to Wright or Wagner. I'm going to be unpopular. And I'm going to say maybe you end up keeping right and you ask Wagner to take a pay cut. So I buy right on a concession of a Wagner pay cut.
1: I'll agree with that. if You said the salary caps should go down. So I do agree with you, Abraham. Yeah. Uh, it, how difficult for me it is to say that, but I don't, I don't think
0: I do. I, I and honestly that's a scenario that's not going to happen. Yeah. Cause if I'm Wagner, I'm like, I'd be like, you know, <clears throat> uh, trade me right now. If you, if you think I'm going to take a freaking pay cut, screw you guys. But here's the, <laughs> but here's the problem. Too much money tied up in linebackers in today's football game. You cannot, <clears throat> you cannot have three linebackers. You only get two. And that's because of nickel situation.
4: Yep.
0: And uh, you know, in the NFC West, half the teams you have to play a nickel, uh, most of the game. Having yep. three tight having three linebackers doesn't make sense. But I really, really would I'd really love to keep Wait, right. Can we just keep him? Like can we like is there any exception? <laughs> can we guys, can we just agree on this call? We'll make an exception. It won't we not against...
5: we can franchise him.
0: Isn't there a Larry Bird rule in football? Can't we? <laughs> uh, we could franchise uh, can't we franchise him?
2: I don't know on that sure. one. Sure. We wouldn't be able to can't... afford him, but we could.
0: You really want to pay like top five money to write? <laughs> I
2: no. don't think <laughs> No. I'm just saying <laughs> way to he is, keep him. he's worth way more than, than than you think. But I mean he's integral to the offense but or the defense, but he's He's not worth top top five linebacker nope. money. Nope. No, well, and he's and he's thirty one. Yep. I, yeah, that's why I, I said sign him for short term.
0: I disagree with you, Matt. I think he is worth that money. I don't think we can pay him. Is the problem?
1: Like right your buddy. I think his performance. Right, go ahead.
0: Oh, I think his performance more than, you know, more than prove that. But we got stuck with some yabo from. Texas, uh, where is he from? Texas Tech, Brooks. And we're well, don't forget,
2: him. don't forget, we got Cody Barton too. He All missed right. half the season or most of the season, but yeah. he, we got him too. Yeah. So this makes me feel better, but not by much.
0: There's too much I, draft capital in replacing Wright. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I was
5: gonna I just ask because I didn't, I didn't get to see enough of the season and paid that much attention to linebackers, not named Wagner and Wright. But is Brooks really that bad?
0: oh You're no he's not bad he's well he's not bad
2: he's a project and he's getting better he really significantly over the season he deserves props for getting much much better as the season went on and he's played at a very high level for the last the last couple of weeks there he was very good the problem is he's a first round pick and he's playing like a fourth round pick gotcha he's, Okay.
0: he's a no, here hang on rich he's a he's a run stuffer linebacker he is the linebacker that you would take out for Ugo Amadi in a pass,
4: mm-hmm. yeah, a pass
0: play. That's what he is, and he's not doing a bad job. It's just my, my my frustration is that he was a first round pick, but you know that's done. That's no longer relevant at this point. He is a good player, and like Matt said, has gotten better. But I, I he's absolutely awful. In pass defense.
2: You can't say that about Collier, by the way.
0: Well, Collier's bad at everything.
2: Yeah, I'm, um, just, saying, I'm just saying he's at the end of year two, and he, he isn't improving at the rate that True. This
5: is. That is true. So, I guess here's my question. Let's just take your doom and gloom scenario that you can only keep two of these linebackers. What happens to this defense? I mean, Bobby Wagner is a Hall of Fame linebacker. K.J. Wright is a Hall of very good linebacker. I mean, Jamal Adams is an incredible talent, but he's not anywhere near the level that those two guys are. And I mean, this defense performed really well down the lot, down the you know the, the stretch. But I would say that that's because they're built on the rock of Wagner and Wright. And if you yank those guy, one of those guys out, I think this whole thing just falls apart. I
0: don't think so. And I say that, I say that based off of fifty percent of offensive plays are pass plays, right? Um, yeah. And in the NFC West, particularly, that percentage is higher. So you're going to end up in more nickel situation, and we have one of the best nickel backs in the league right now, in Ugo Amadi. So it, mm-hmm. it's worth our while to at least on fifty percent of the plays have him in there.
2: That must have really hurt Abraham to say. Oh.
1: Because <laughs> <'cause laughs> he's a duck, Yeah. Sorry,
0: Oogie Boogie as, as uh, Solak. Solak,
1: Solak said earlier in the year, yep. Yes, Oogie yeah. Boogie. Right, body.
0: Not,
1: um, uh, moving on, I got three more. No, 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 I you. just got
0: to say this. There's a certain point right. at which I forget how, how awful his education was. Okay. And realize him as the good player that he is, so.
2: He yes. rose above the <laughs> caliber of his education. Exactly. <laughs> he exceeded the expectations that were
1: set upon him exactly. based upon the quality of his school. <laughs> all, right. All, right. all right. I got, I'm not going to give out, I'm only going to give three more names. We have eight eight names, but two restricted free agents and one exclusive right free agent. I want to hear your opinions. All right. Um, restricted free agent, Puna Ford, buy, sell, or go to hell. I think they should... Bring him back at a if it's market price, Matt. Goodbye. Tell him. Why I disagree 100. percent Why I thought he did a good job. I'm not satisfied with his nose tackling duties.
4: <laughs> okay,
1: I, just, I don't think I don't
2: think he's doing enough to disrupt to disrupt the middle. I, I they're constantly I I constantly saw we weren't we we just weren't getting any pressure up the middle. There just wasn't enough from the middle. From the edges, there were guys coming around the sides, but just from the middle, there was, just wasn't enough push, and I want more push. So even I,
1: during I, the second half of the season? Sorry I, to interrupt Even, you.
2: even then, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to move on.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: I, I, I've got to chime in and say
5: yes to that. I, I hate agreeing with Matt um, as well. <laughs> Not as much as Abe, but but yes. <laughs> um, look, there were a, a number of times early in the season where we got torn apart by by quality running backs, and that's understandable, okay? Those teams had great offensive lines, especially like Minnesota, for example. But there were too many times that he did not like not just didn't get the push, but didn't control his gaps. And there were gaping holes right up the middle over and over and over again. Um, In the last uh, like four games, especially we gave up, uh, far too good of a rushing average uh, to mediocre running backs. And um you, if you're not getting pushed, then you need to be occupying two offensive linemen um, and possibly a fullback. I mean, like you, you need to be like earning your keep or you need to be getting some pass rush um, or at least at the minimum controlling the gaps so the guys can't just run by you. 'Cause you're too weak to get off the off the block and make a tackle if someone runs right by you. So
2: does BJ Raji have a have a cousin, younger cousin that we can hire? <laughs> I mean, uh, right. Or 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 can we just like get a University of Utah like defensive tackle, please? Oh, a Samoan? Just one of those big old Samoans? Yeah. yeah.
5: I mean, like, hey
1: Abraham. Yes. Course,
5: please. Uh, defensive tackle University of Utah.
2: I, like I, seriously,
5: they're all in the NFL.
0: Okay, thank you, Chamber of Commerce for Salt Lake City. Um, but the I, I think you buy Pugna Ford, but you buy him kind of like, you know, when you're when you're buying Saran Wrap. You know, like you go to the I, store and you're like, I guess I need it. <laughs> I'm
4: not
2: really but it, but like, yeah.
1: I'm not
0: I'm not gonna not have one. But that's that's I what agree. he is. He's a backup nose tackle. He's he's just a guy. And oh,
1: he's the original, sorry to interrupt you. So you would be original round tender, which would be the cheapest of the three restrictions. Three restricted free agents.
0: Uh, I would if if he wants whatever the minimum is uh, for yeah. market value. I'll, I'll take him.
1: Fair enough. I I agree with you. I, I need my saran uh, wrap
0: for my sandwiches.
1: I mean, I, the guy's short for his position, but he, I thought he pr- did pretty well. Anyways, we we'll, we can address that again later when they resign him. But um, Jordan Simmons, Mr. Utility Offensive Lineman. Abraham, we'll start with you. I
0: don't even remember who that guy is. <laughs>
1: so sell. Oh, no, he jumped <laughs> in on every every line, spot except for center. But oh well, then anyway,
0: keep him. Fine. I I don't know. I I do not honestly remember who that
1: is. Fair enough, Rich. Bye. I'll agree with that. How about you, Matt?
2: I would also buy. Uh, the versatile versatility helps, and uh, he's a backup. He'll remain a backup, but he's a useful backup.
1: Exactly. Yeah, he's
0: like the ziploc baggy, like the kind. <laughs> oh
2: that... my God. <laughs> what he is is he's he's the plat- he's the garbage bag, but he's the off brand that's almost as good as Glad that you're like, you know what, I'm gonna save some money and buy that.
0: Right. He's Kirkland's signature and like you really want yes. you really want that hefty, but but
1: eh. <laughs> well, you save a dollar. I can save a dollar. It.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and I'm just All gonna right, throw um, garbage in
1: it. <laughs> exclusive ride free agents. I'm not going to read what that is, but there's six of them. But there's one I want to address: Ryan Neal. I thought he contrib- contributed a lot this season. I think it'd be a great backup, so I will buy into him. Abraham,
0: yeah, definitely. I'm a big fan of Ryan Neal. Uh, I also like DJ Reed. Everybody we picked up in that in that defense this year seemed to be, you know, I'm talking about free agents mid-season. They, they all seem yeah. to be winners, and Ryan Neal is one of them. Keep the guy, buy.
1: Matthew,
2: buy him, buy him, buy him. Yes, absolutely, I agree with everything Abe just said, and it makes me feel dirty.
1: <laughs> Rich, <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, they, they said it all, but yes, he's 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 a good player.
5: Keep him, buy him. Um, I really like his positioning. Um, he, he always seems to be in the right position to
1: make a play. Right on, right on. Um, before we finish the show, are you guys okay with doing predictions for the NFL playoffs here real quick for sure. round two? Sure. All right. Um, let's start with the Ravens, Buffalo. I'll, I'll go ahead and go first if that's all right. I'll say Buffalo. it will be close. Uh, Matthew.
2: I think it's going to be the best game uh, this weekend, uh, and it's going to be close, like you said. But I, I, I think Buffalo is going to pull it out in the end. Rich. Baltimore.
5: Why?
1: Um, I like the quarterback. I just think he's unstoppable. All right, Uh, Abraham,
0: the unstoppable quarterback who lost two of three playoff games he's ever played in. But um, the yeah, let's see. A Buffalo Soldier by Bob Marley defeats Baltimore's Tarzan Boy. In a song, song off. <laughs> so I will take I'll take Josh Allen, uh, most improved player of the year, uh, for quarterbacks at least, and uh, the Buffalo Bills' incredible defense.
1: That song you just mentioned was on AEW last night, so that's pretty funny. <laughs> um, Cleveland against Kansas City, Abraham. Um.
0: I was gonna do another song off. All I could think of was Brown Eyed Girl, uh, but I couldn't come up with anything for Chiefs. Uh, maybe you guys can, but uh, I, I think I, I think the Browns pull off the upset of the wow. playoffs. How can I go against two running backs like that, and how can I go against uh, you know you know what with, uh, w- with the big turnaround that this team has made? I can't. I think this is the upset know. of the playoffs. And the Chiefs, wow. they've been winning. I know that. But they've been kind of fraudulent wins like the Steelers. A uh, lot, lot of inept teams they ran up against. And I I think ground and pound will win the day.
1: Rich, how about you? Um, I'm going to call Abe
5: out as the fraud that he is. <laughs> oh, um, no. I don't, I don't think that the Chiefs are a fraud. They had, uh, you know, basically they, they ripped apart the league early in the season. And, um, you know, they kind of were a second second coming of the greatest show on turf. And then the league scouted them out. And they won a bunch of tough games against quality teams uh, down the stretch. So um, I, I'm absolutely taking the Chiefs.
1: Matthew Page.
2: Uh, it, to me, it's not even a question. As much as I want the Browns to do well and go to the go go to the championship game and, and maybe even the Super Bowl, there's no way they're getting past the offensive genius of Andy Reid. It's just not happening. That team is stacked on every level, and it's just it's it's not even funny
1: how good they are. It's ridiculous. Cheers. I agree. I agree. I want Cleveland, but Casey's going to take it. How about run, right. How about
0: Run to the Hills by Aaron Maiden? It was I about like that Native thought. Americans. I,
1: I like the song. Wow! I can't believe we went there. But <laughs> um, next game up is Rams versus Green Bay. We're not going to ask Gabe or Matt about their prediction since they have stock in Green Bay. But oh, we're Rick, so we're, we're biased. Okay. I think Rich's yeah, got some Rick, bad
0: news for you. Rick,
5: uh, yeah, Rick, I, I, I have a share of Green Bay. As well. <laughs> 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 but but what? I, mean, okay. I I'm just you know. This is, the question is basically, this game comes down to, I mean, which Hall of Famer is going to exert their will um, when the Rams defense faces the Green Bay Packers offense? Is it going to be Aaron Donald or is it going to be Aaron Rodgers? And the fact of the matter is, I think Aaron Rodgers just has more help than Aaron Donald does.
1: I agree with you, unfortunately, that Green Bay is going to win, so we'll. I'll be unanimous on that that Green Bay will take that game and then last but not least Tampa Bay versus New Orleans New Orleans kicked the crap out of Tampa Bay pretty much this year so does Tom Brady have a chance to turn that around Abraham
0: ah oh, man I was trying to think of the I was trying to think of a song with the word buck in it or bucks um, but I know that when the Saints come marching in uh, they're gonna get their backsides handed to them by Tom Brady. Um, And yeah, I know Antonio Brown's a cancer, but Tom Brady has been known to cure cancer. At least that's what we've seen so far. Uh, And I just, I apologize. I will not buy Drew Brees and his 72-year-old arm. I just can't buy it. (laughs)
1: I am going to interject there, but I actually agree for the fifth time tonight with Abraham. I don't know what the hell's going on, but I do agree. I think Brady will turn this around, and we're going to see Green Bay versus Tampa Bay in the NFC Championship. How about you, Matt?
2: You're going to eat those words. The Buccaneers are going to get steamrolled by the best team in the NFC, top to bottom. Drew Brees is on a mission. Drew Brees had his lung punctured and like four ribs broken earlier this year. And he came back like two years, two weeks earlier than he should have. And he really shouldn't be playing right now, but he is. And it's just, it's not, he's not stopped. He's not going to be stopped. He's, he's on a mission to win the Super Bowl in his last year. So he can retire going out on top. And he's very angry. The whole team is very angry at how often they get screwed in the NFC play, in the playoffs so so uh, so they're gonna uh, I, I think they're gonna be playing angry I don't think the bucks have a chance I think they're a joke I think they are not nearly as good as 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 everyone thinks they are I think they are uh, I, 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 I'm sorry I just don't see it um, Mike Evans is the best player on that team by far and he deserves props for his ridiculous season that he had but uh, otherwise, any quarterback could have thrown to him. He would have. He would have caught it anywhere on the
1: field. Before I ask Rich's opinion, Matthew, do you think New Orleans is going to beat your Green Bay Packers? That is a that is a question that
2: is going to be decided on the field at Lambeau in the snow, uh, and we next week, and we will uh, we will we'll look forward to seeing that. I I honestly don't know. Flip a coin.
0: By the way, okay, well, hang on, Packers. Packers makes reminds me you guys remember that 90s song, the 30 point buck?
2: Oh, going
1: down <laughs> the road. Where's are talking about football?
2: <laughs> Does God,
1: nobody remember, remember this song? song?
0: Nobody remembers this that's song?
1: I know what you're talking about. That's why I was clapping. <laughs> Props to you, Abe. Eh? Okay, so because hard.
0: they talk about the Packers in that song. So that's, yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> all right,
0: well, I'm proud of myself. So there we go.
1: Rich, real quick. Tampa Bay or New Orleans?
5: Um. Antonio Brown is a cancer and is overrated. Yeah. I mean, he's he's incredibly talented, but he is overrated this year. Um, You know, everyone talks about, oh, in eight games, he did this. He got 45 passes for 480 yards, 10 yards a catch for who's supposed to be your superstar down the field, bomb the ball, you know, 50 million yards he's mediocre. Um, he's like the fourth best receiver on that team. Um, they've got some good, good things, but here's the thing is that they are pretty one dimensional. Um, Tom Brady has thrown the ball 610 times this season. Yeah. I, I think new Orleans is going to blow them out. Uh, they're, they're, mm. they're mm. far too predictable.
0: So much talent on that defense though.
5: Yep.
2: And there's so much talent on that Saints team.
5: Yeah. And, and I, I think the coaching.
1: Ripping with talent. Yeah, I think crazy. Sean
2: Payton is a better coach,
1: period. End of story. Abraham, all I can say is make sure you save some clips to replay next week.
0: Okay. Well, well, all I can say is I was freezing to death and then it started to snow. So I got out from the tree stand and headed to the truck. And that's where I saw it. The 30-point buck. <laughs> okay. 30 I, I point, don't go go to 30 say point that the buck 30 point buck all he saw was a right. 30 point buck anyway
1: okay. so, time time for shout outs guys before we end, end our wonderful podcast who wants to start <laughs> I'll start then I'll, I will I, I will no start one. then no one <laughs> wants but, to uh, start my, my, my shout out is to former Red Sox Fred Lynn my, here's why: because a friend of mine is recently diagnosed with cancer in the brain, and I paid for a cameo with Fred Lynn, and he quickly responded and it was very inspiring, and I just really appreciate that. And so, I want to say thank you to Fred Lynn. So, that's my shout out. Uh, let's go to Matthew Page.
2: Follow that. Follow that, Matt. No. I want to give a shout out to our own Abraham Dewey for setting aside his his differences and his uh, his hatred for Oregon and, and recognizing Ugo Amati as the quality player that he is. Congratulations on rising above your prejudices, and I expect you to resume your normal <laughs> hatred uh, next week. I will.
0: I will. <laughs> and I would like to give a shout out to the CIA for releasing 2,000 files for UFOs. Oh, uh, yeah. And I will be I will be spending my entire weekend, which is dedicated to Martin Luther King. Well,
1: well now you have watching Sunday, huh?
0: UFO. <laughs> True. Uh, is this so, work
1: related, Abe, or what?
0: No, no. Uh, uh, Monday's a, Monday's a federal holiday. Okay, but instead Very- of in better, instead of making myself better, I'm just going to go into US, UFO conspiracy theories.
5: <laughs>
1: Rich, quick shout out before Abe closes us out.
5: Well, I mean, you bringing up Fred Lynn brings up baseball trivia, so I'm just going to give a shout-out to Fred Lynn and to Ichiro Suzuki, two great uh, great baseball players, but also uh, very good people. And um, the, a good answer to trivia question of who are the only players to have won the MVP and the Rookie of the Year, Fred Lynn, Ichiro Suzuki. Nice. Right on.
0: All right, well, thank all of you guys out there for listening to us. Check out all our great content on seattle sports And, well, as well, check out our great posts on Facebook. Just go ahead and like us. Go ahead and join us right there on social media, including Twitter at Seattle Sports U. On behalf of our host tonight, Brian the Soul Man Solak, Rob the Soul Cal or Soul Cal, Soul Cal <laughs> Seahawk, Richard the Ram Michelson one map page and myself, Abraham DeWeese. (laughs) We'll see you guys next week.
1: Good night, everyone. Go sports
2: ball.